praise the Lord, dear brethren. This is to welcome you once again in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a joy to be together once again to hear from God. This is what scripture tells us, to come together that he may speak to each one of us, that we may encourage each other in psalms and praises for his glory. Thank you so much, you who has logged on this morning. Amen and amen. My name is Mrs. Joy Banjana. I serve at All Saints Cathedral by the grace of God. Uh, it's, it's a joy this morning. I, I, I appreciate Cathedral Management for giving me this opportunity to share the word together. I, I give glory and honor to God. Amen. Our topic this morning, the topic I was given is the Lord sets apart the godly. The Lord sets apart the godly. And our guiding scripture is Psalm, Psalm chapter 4, uh, verse 1 to 3. Psalm 4, 1 to 3. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is a psalm entitled to the chief musician with stringed instruments. A psalm of David. The title of this psalm, Psalm 4, indicates that it was directed toward the chief musician whom some suppose to be the Lord God himself and others supposed to be a leader of choirs or musicians in David's time, musicians such as Asaph the singer or Jeziel. This is according to First Chronicles chapter 6, verse 33, and First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 5 through to 7, in case you would love to read further. The title also tells us that the song was deliberately written to be accompanied by or with stringed instruments. In this psalm, we see that David is distressed. He is distressed and yet very confident that the Lord will answer when he calls on him. This psalm is believed to have been written by David after his son Absalom wanted to take his throne. Um, like our topic this morning to be God, the Lord sets the godly apart, to be set apart means to make someone or something different and special or to keep something separate in order to use it for a special purpose. Like for instance, moms or ladies are fond of keeping or setting apart 
a special uh, dish or utensils for special guests. Uh, in our context this morning, being godly is living a life that is consistent with the integrity of the word of God. For a believer, this means more focus, more self-denial. It calls for total reliance on our Lord Jesus Christ and not on self. It means you need to release everything you have been holding on to and let Jesus work in your life and in my life. It means keeping your spiritual senses alert and hear his instructions and act on them. Every time you act on them without argument, with full obedience and without delay, you will see him promote you to the next level and the next level and the next level. Praise the Lord. It's about total obedience to God, faithfulness to him without compromise. The Bible talks about God setting apart his people and setting apart his land for his glory. In the Old Testament, God set apart the nation of Israel to be his chosen people. He also set apart the land of Canaan for them to live in. In the New Testament, God sets apart believers in Christ to be his chosen people. We, you and I on call this morning, are also set apart by God to do his work on earth. So in this Psalm of David, David is confident that God has set him apart. And he's also confident that the Lord will hear him when he calls and his distress will be taken away. Brethren, when we are set apart for God, it's not just a label of sorts or it's not a title. It is a lifestyle of being set apart continuously. It's how we live our lives every day. We are called to be different, to think different, to speak different and to act different from what the world does or think. We are called to be different. We are to put our God first in everything that we do. 
as people who are called to be set apart, we are also called to love others just like Jesus loves you and I. If you want to be set apart for Christ, for his, uh, for his glory, then seek his will in your life. I must seek the will of God in order for him to separate me, to consecrate me for his glory. It's total surrender of your heart, your life, completely yielding to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Let people around you see that Christ Jesus is in you. Christ in you to make a positive difference in the world. Christ in you to make a positive difference in your community, in your marriage. You know, you are set apart in your marriage your children to see that you have been set apart for Christ. We are the salt and the world. In this world, we are the salt believers. As Christians, we are called to be set apart from the sinful ways of this world. We don't please the flesh like the world does. We are to live our lives according to God's word and not be influenced by the world around us. God consecrated you for a higher calling. The importance of being consecrated or pure in our relationship with God is emphasized in the book of Joshua chapter 3 verse 5 which says, upon consecrating themselves, the children of Israel were assured of God's promises. The Lord promised that he would do amazing things among them. Praise the Lord. Jesus is our role model. God sets us apart for his mercy making a covenant with us based on his salvation. Scripture tells us that we are a chosen race. He makes us godly so that we might live in a godly manner in fulfillment of his purpose, which is the most important choice you will ever make. Praise the Lord. In the book of Genesis, God called Abraham to be set apart from his family, to be set apart from his friends and where he lived. At that moment, Abraham had a choice to make, to either ignore the calling or accept the calling. So what did Abraham do? 
he chose to obey the call of God. Brethren, choose to obey the call of God. Choose to hear what God is telling you to do. When he chose to obey, that set him apart, not just physically, from, uh, but mentally. Abraham was set apart emotionally, physically, and all his actions. He has set us apart from the ways our thoughts, our attitudes should be totally different, inclined to God's thoughts. Abraham accepted the calling and did what God asked him to do. God initiated a relationship. When we accept him, we, he initiates, God initiates a relationship. A genuine relationship. God appeared and spoke to Abraham. It was a promise. Abraham believed what God said. So must we believers believe what God is telling us. Abraham's acceptance of God's calling did not only change his life, but it changed the life of all the descendants and the world. Just imagine if Abraham had said no to the call of God. In this Psalm of David, David, a man after God's heart, David understood that he had been set apart. Regardless of his mistakes in the past, David understood. And this is a lesson for us this morning, for you and for me. David understood, regardless of his past mistakes, Take your eyes off your past mistakes, joy. Brethren, let's take our eyes off our past mistakes and understand that God has set us apart. We are new creatures. You know, what made David a cut above the rest was that David's faith in God was unshaken. You know, David had a high view of God. David was first, God was first in his heart and in his life. David trusted God. David credited God for delivering him in the past, in the present, and in the future. Similarly, God who has called us to and set us apart will deliver us 
from our past, present, and the future. So we are to totally rely on him without doubt. From our scripture this morning, Psalm 4, friends who are just, who just joined in, this psalm teaches us that what, what it looks like to have a heart after God or to trust in God and how to re respond when in distress, to, to be able to, to, to help us in our relationship with God. David, in, in verse one of Psalm one, says or begins by saying, answer me when I call. Oh Lord, answer me when I call on you. God of my righteousness. Meaning, David acknowledges God as supreme. Brethren, I just re remembered that we did not read our scripture. I'm sorry, because I did not have a leader. Uh, I, I could just pause here and I first read for you our scripture. The scripture is Psalm chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. Answer me when I call, O oh God, who declares me innocent. Take away my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. Verse 2. How long will you people ruin my reputation? How long will you make these groundless accusations? How long will you pursue lies? And the, the third verse says, you can be sure of this. The Lord has set us apart, the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call. Praise the Lord. I'm reading from the New Living Translation Bible. This is our scripture for this morning. Apologies, I hadn't read it at the beginning. Amen. Let us continue. In this verse, Psalm 1, uh, Psalm 4 rather, verse 1, David begins by saying, answer me when I call you, God of my righteousness. Meaning David acknowledges God is supreme. High, supreme means highest in rank, highest in authority. He alone can rescue David. David has a relationship and is devoted to the Lord and trusts, trusts that God will hear him and answer him. Similarly, God has given us an open invitation to a personal relationship with him through Jesus Christ. Have you accepted this invitation to make Christ your number one, to accept him as your personal and Lord and savior? If you're on call this morning and you have not made this decision, this is an invitation to you, my dear brother and sister. 
put up your hand and the leaders will follow up so that you may enjoy a personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The first thing we can do to have a closer relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ is to make a daily habit of confessing our sin. Confessing our sin to God. Because our God is holy, we must be holy. Sin is a barrier in our relationship with God. Confession removes this barrier. When we confess, according to 1 John 1, 9, God promises to forgive us. And forgiveness is what restores our relationship that has been strained. In part B of Psalm 4, verse, uh, verse 2, David called God in distress. David said, oh Lord, take away my distress. Distress is extreme anxiety, sorrow or pain. David is calling upon the Lord, God of heaven, God of his righteousness to take away his distress. David needs relief and he believes God wants to help him. Just as God wants to help you, he sees that tear that falls on your cheek. He understands what you are, you are going through and he has a plan for you, a good plan. In Psalm 1 to 1, David looks towards the mountain. Perhaps, yes, in deep thought, in the midst of a struggle, and asks, where does my help come from? In other words, should I look to the powers and resources of the earth to come to my aid? Praise the Lord. David looks beyond the hills to his creator. David testifies to the only true source of his help. He acknowledges help comes from Lord God, the maker of heaven. David knew the creator would help him. David knew he would help him in his own time, in his own way, and would be sufficient for his need. It is essential to remember, brethren, that it is God's nature and desire to be gracious to you and I in time of crisis. Men and women in the scriptures faced the greatest trouble and days of distress and God 
heard their cries for help. He was not deaf then, nor is he deaf today to the voices of his people. However great or humble, especially in crisis, in time of distress, our God listens. God not only sees all people, but God sees his own in a very special way. His own who are set apart. His own whom he has covenanted himself in love. David testified that God had been to him a fortress and a refuge in time of distress. He knew where to turn to. Do you know where to turn to? Do you know? Do you know where to turn to when you see a huge mountain right in front of your face? Turn to the Lord. Our help comes from God. As Christians, in our fallenness or our fallen nature, it may seem to us at times that God is not responding or hiding. We feel like at times he's hiding in our moment of crisis. I'm reminded of Psalm 10, Lord, why do you want, which says, why do you stand so far away? Why do you hide when I need you most? But if we come before our Lord, not cherishing our pride, the work of the flesh and the like, our God listens. He has attended to the voice of prayer. And yet God, God hearing us is his desire. Indeed, he will hear us and answer us in his timing, in his way. David persisted. Be persistent. Be patient. The Lord knows your name. It's important to see situations through faith in God. David viewed the situation with a spiritual eye, a spiritual eye of faith, and with God going before him. May God go ahead of you this morning, brethren. God will always go ahead. When you call on the Holy Spirit, God will always go ahead of you to crush the enemies, to open doors for you. You realize that nothing about the event of David was about David. In his mind, David knew well his maker. In his mind, David knew it was all about God. In this particular verse, David prayed earnestly. You and I know the power of prayer. I want to believe. Teach us how to pray, Holy Spirit. 
there is power in prayer. The power that has transformed you and I. Pray in situations that do not make sense. Pray whether you like it or not. Pray without ceasing. Prayer is an important part of, it is, it is an important really aspect of a believer. We cannot do without prayer. Prayer is communication with God. Prayer is how we express, express and pour out to God and God pours back to us. In this Psalm of David, the prayer reveals how David's view of God grew. In other words, your view of God will grow through prayer. And when you accompany prayer with the word of God, oh my God, it's beautiful. David could have thought otherwise. Well, I am great that even God gives me good gifts. But instead, David's heart reflected prayer and made a huge difference. Despite not getting everything he wanted, David praised the Lord anyway. This is a challenge to us. Sometimes we give up when we don't get what we want from God. Sometimes uh, believers, you find them saying that, ah, things of God, they take long, very slow. God, I mean, I think God has not forgiven me. David said, I mean, David persisted. He kept praising his God anyway, whether it worked for him, whether it did not work out for him. God is with us. I want us to consistently know that the moment you wake up in the morning, know that God is with you. God is with me through prayer. Pray every day. Our loving God wants us to communicate with him. All Christians should have the same assurance. They should be confident that God hears prayer. When prayer seems ineffective, it is worth to, 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 to do a spiritual uh, inventory to see, is there a reason why my, uh, my prayer is not being answered? Is there a reason why I cannot hear from God? God, speak to us this morning. May God help you and I to search if there's any way that has blocked this communication, this, 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 this conversation prayer with our father daily. Do you feel like your prayers are hitting the wall? David is honest. Be honest with God. David is very passionate. 
passionate. He asked the Lord to show him a path to help him escape. David is honest. He persisted in prayer. He prays passionately. He asks the Lord to show him the way out, to help him find the way forward, to help him escape his enemies. How about you? Are you feeling your limitations? Do you feel there is no way out? Whatever inadequacy you might be feeling, whatever scenario may have on you, you feel there is a rope on you, David is a good example. Do not slip back into distrust. The Lord hears prayer. Continue to reflect on how God has saved you, how he has delivered you from the past, how he will deliver you from the present, from the future rather. Scripture says in Psalm verse 17, the Lord who rescued me from the power of the lion and from the power of the bear, he will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. This is an excellent psalm. It's a psalm that makes a difference. God gives us reason to pray, friends, in this psalm. He is the God who answers us when we call. He is the God of our righteousness. He's the God who reveals re relieves us from all the stresses and he's a merciful God. Remember, God sets apart the godly. David could not see how he would lose with God on his side. With God, we cannot lose friends. With God, things are possible. Praise the Lord. In verse two, we see that God talk, uh, we see that David talks to the ungodly men. David is challenging the ungodly men to live righteous instead of living ungodly. He's, ask, he's challenging them to sacrifice to the Lord, to trust in the Lord. David asks them, how long? Will you people ruin my reputation? How long will you make groundless accusations? How long will you people turn my glory into shame, cherishing what is worthless and telling lies? These things are happening today in the body of believers. The scripture tells us that these things should not be happening among believers. Many professing Christians take sin far too lightly. Far too lightly. They are no longer ashamed of telling lies. You know, chronic lying, pathological liars. They are in the habit. God is reminding us. Just like David was speaking to these ungodly men, the habits that they were, they were uh, engaging in, habits of speaking lies, judging others. Why do people talk negative about others? 
when they don't even know them. These are the issues that David was bringing forth so that God may intervene. There was no fear in, in these men, the enemies. If I truly fear God, there are things I should not engage in. If I truly fear God, these things David is expressing grieve the spirit of God. The Bible reveals that God's holiness of character is a model of, for believers' lives and uh, for believers' lives. As children of God, we must reflect his holy nature in our relationships. We must reflect Jesus' holy nature. In verse four, in verse three of Psalm four, David says, know that the Lord has set apart his faithful. He has set apart his faithful servant. Brethren, Christ is seeking intimacy with you. See David, he clung to the Lord as his strength. He had an intimate relationship with David. He held on when experience became uncertain. There's going to be times when you will feel tested and probably burdened with grief or strength or all stress and trials. Scripture declares that nothing that happens to us, nor anything that comes against us shall separate us from Christ. David's, David gives us hope that we must grab. We must grab and hold Christ tightly. Your faith in him has already produced victory the victory we need as believers. Praise the Lord. Just to highlight uh, just maybe one or two benefits of being set apart. It takes one having love for Christ to be different. We ought to be alive and sensitive in the spirit different to take Jesus Christ seriously. The benefit here is your love for God empowers you to obey his instruction and desire to please him. It enables you to despise the mockery that you may be experiencing. It enables you to, to become more like Christ. So as a faithful servant of Christ, everything you do towards the Lord will not go unnoticed. God is a covenant-keeping God. He has a covenant to bless those who serve him. Apart from, the, from internal life, 
that awaits us at resurrection. They that are marked for God are blessed to enjoy while on earth. They enjoy the blessings such as favor of God, divine direction, divine protection, divine health, divine answered prayers, and the like. Things of God will be fulfilled in our lives. In this psalm, we learn that David's heart for God prepares him to be used by God. The state of your heart, the state of my heart, will prepare us for God to, 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 to be used of God. What's the state of my heart? Our impressive resumes are, aren't what makes us useful in God's, uh, in God's kingdom or in God's sight. We learn from David's life the importance of cultivating a heart for God above all other things. A heart of God begins with focusing on the almighty God. It begins with making God a priority, a centerpiece of my heart or of your heart. A heart of God, it means allowing faith in God to flourish and living humble before the Lord. The spirit of God equips us to do the will of God. If we want to do God's will, friends, we must be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Because disobedience, like souls, you know, soul, that kind of disobedience will cause the spirit of God to depart. I urge us, brethren, as I conclude, to spend time, ample time, in the presence of God through prayer and through the word of God that we may experience a glorious transformation and to be exposed to God's wisdom. There is nothing better than that. Let us take our eyes off situations that may be troubling us and look to Jesus. I understand there are situations that can come and shake us, shake us completely. May the Lord help us to hold firm in trying moments, to hold firm, to call on the name of Jesus like David did to hold on to Christ and to pray that the Lord will drive out fear from us. David repented of sin. This is my priority. I must repent. Confess your sin. Tell God, do not hide. Do not run away. There is no sin that you've done or committed that Christ cannot see. David displayed a godly, humble character. Let us choose to be submissive 
so that we must end this journey well, so that we must serve God well and continue to serve others. We pray for a total transformation, friends, in the Lord. You can be sure of this. The Lord transforms. The Lord heals. The Lord comforts. The Lord encourages. The Lord makes a way. The Lord deals with all circumstances that are seemingly hard for you. The Lord himself has set you apart. So whether we have or we do not have, call on the name of the Lord. The Lord will answer you like he answered David. Because he has set you and I apart, he will not just let us go like that. And he's not a man that he should lie. You are never alone. Be encouraged in the Lord this morning. The battle is the Lord's. Leave it to God. Surrender and find relief in the Lord. Now more than ever before, trust in the Lord. For he alone is our anchor. In the mighty name of Jesus, I have believed and prayed. Amen. God bless you, dear brethren. Father, King of glory, we appreciate you this morning for the way you have spoken to us. God Almighty, whatever I have shared that is not of you, Lord, I pray that you remove it. King of glory, will you impact us in a way that honors and glorifies your name? Will you continue to encourage us to hold on to you, God, and to seek you in all situations, dear Father? King of glory, we we surrender to you and ask that, Lord, your will will be our will. Lord, Father, build us that we may go out and share your word as you continue to equip us and to guide us. We are totally depending on you. Father, as we go out this morning, may you go ahead of us. May you continue to be our joy, our salvation, that your glory may come on earth. We thank you, dear Lord, and we bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen.